fresh for 2018. Logan Paul's an asshole. It's the Going Off Podcast with Rap Critic and Muse. You suckers! <laughs> New Year, same show. <laughs> yeah. But we got double dose dual reviews back to back, doubling your pleasure, presumably, hopefully, doubling your fun, fun subject to vary. What we got this week, we have, and I asked you, what the hell are the odds? Because, <laughs> you know, on weeks like this, when there aren't brand new hit albums that everyone is banging down our door, wanting to hear what we got to say about them, let's do some house cleaning, get some of these Patreon requests out of the way, and I don't think in the entire run of the show we have ever reviewed an album by an English rapper, have we? We reviewed... Oh, I always can... I always just call him the British B.O.B. Oh, Tiny Tempa. Yeah, Tiny Tempa. God, forgettable Tiny Tempa. I, uh, that slipped my mind. But we got two this week. Both They just happened to line up. The stars aligned. And we got two albums by English rappers. We got Professor Elemental and I closed it. Damn it. The names are weird. <laughs> I forget what they were. Dan Lassac and Scroobius Pip. Ah, uh, it just rolls like, off the tongue, doesn't it? What the... Like, I, I don't mean to diss them. I'm pretty sure they're independent guys, but what the fuck? <laughs> Dan Lassac. There is something about name recognition. There, there's something to be said about that. And <laughs> I've been listening to these albums, and I, that name, those names never stuck with nope, me. not at all. Even up until now, I was like, uh, shit. My phone's dead, my Spotify's closed, and for whatever reason on the laptop, it takes like 10 minutes to boot. So I'm not going to fuck around with that. Darren, I'm sure you have it in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, which one do you want to start with first? Let's talk about Professor Elemental. Professor Elemental and Father of Invention requested by Levi Armstrong. And if you want to request an album to be reviewed on this show, check our Patreon for details. This one, 2012, runtime of 49 minutes and quite the grocery list, the laundry list of tracks. I wasn't exactly sure what I was uh, getting myself into. Um, Darren... What were your thoughts of uh, Professor Elemental and uh, who is supposedly the self-proclaimed father of invention? So I had heard of Fighting Trousers years ago. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Because he, he, he brings it up. He says, oh, especially my Fighting Trousers. So I get, and then at the end, uh, you know, that song was originally supposed to be like a diss track. Uh, and I wasn't sure if it was serious or not to... Uh, Mr. B, the professional, the, the gentleman rapper who appears oh. later on the album. So I'm like, I, I didn't know if it was like a, if it was like a, oh, you stole my style, so I'm going to diss you now. But, you know, jokingly, because it's all in good jest, you know what I'm saying? Uh, or or if it was like for real. Um, but hey, they're working together on this track now, so that's pretty cool. Uh, I'd never heard of this other guy before. But yeah, so basically, if you don't know Professor Elemental, his whole style is like, a time-traveling, steampunk, 1800s British rapper. If that tickles your fancy, 
<laughs> you've got you've got quite the album to look forward to. But I think people who uh, who wouldn't typically be into that, uh, aka, I don't know about you, but it seems like the Renaissance Festival crowd. You know what I mean? I I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's got a gimmick. It's got a very consistent gimmick that goes goes the way through. There's a character being portrayed. It's undoubtedly kind of like novelty. I was on the fence about whether or not this would be uh, lumped into nerdcore or not. Well, because it's dealing with historical, you know, stuff. So, I mean, that is a, a sort of nerd thing in a way. It could be. Yeah. I completely forgot about fighting trousers. I forgot that was a, a thing. So all I had going into this was the name of the artist and when it just started, I was like, all right, cool. I guess this is what it is. And it's uh, <laughs> it's sort of a concept album, kind of. It, 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 it kind of loses track of it. It just kind of has bookends that... It, um, yeah, it's just, the point is, is like, you know, the concept is here are these different topics, specifically about British, you know, 19th century men. It's stereotyping and, and, you know, just aping on it because it's like, oh, you know, it's probably a thing that, like, he, like, I get the feeling this dude was probably a science nerd, and he was like, but I like listening to rap, so why don't I just blend the two? And I find it kind of respectable just on on that point, because it's like, you know what, he's being honest about himself. He's a British dude, you know what I'm saying? And this is how he, this is how he talks, and this is the stuff that he likes. Like, you know, Wu-Tang Clan, you know, they were writing about being fucking you know, uh, comic book characters and shit. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, yeah. And, you know, a lot of rappers, they rap from the, you know, let's be real, made-up perspective of being, you know, gangsters and hardcore fucking, you know, thugs and shit because they watch Godfather and all that type of shit. Mm-hmm. And so his sort of inspiration is something different. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's his uh, that's his imagination manifested through his music. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. So I, 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 I kind of dig it on that level. The loose concept is that, because it only starts with the first couple tracks and at the end, is that you're, like, being invited to his place. Yeah. And, and that kind of loses that, focus a few songs in. Yeah, and the music is based on, uh, like, the, you know, the uh, like, the jazz swing era, you know? Yes. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like, the early, early jazz, like, big band sort of stuff. I, I want to say what's interesting about it is that, like, it's actually very enjoyable, uh, yeah. In fact, it'll be pretty cool. I, I know some people who do, uh, what do you call it? Um, they, they do like a mix of like jazz and uh, uh, like modern music. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they, they uh, what, what is it called? It's, it's called like Electro Swing or something like that. And I was like, yo, it would be pretty cool if someone did like a remix and like jazzed it up even more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like as I'm listening to it. But it's cool on its own. I like, like, I just like that idea of like an anachronistic hip hop sort of thing. Cause that's, that's what hip hop is. It's all about drawing from, you know, things from the past. And so it's like, oh, it's kind of fascinating that this guy's doing that, but with his, his past. You know what I'm saying? So you, you, you get into the first song. Well, the intro and then the first song are saying like, you know, you're invited and it doesn't, it, it's job of saying like, you know, here's all the people that I want listening to my music. Basically, it's like anyone can come in and listen. And he says like, you know, B-boys, history nerds, LARPers, like, you know, <laughs> and so it's like, and, so I guess I would call it like nerd rap in a way. Cause he, he kind of makes a very, uh, deliberately open place for, you know, quote-unquote misfits to hip-hop. And then we get An Englishman's Home is His Castle, 
uh, again, playing on the, the first song of like coming into his home and, you know, just talking about all the British stereotypes and stuff. It's really like, if you're British, you're going to love this. If you're not, and you just like <laughs> British accents, you're also going to love it. Uh, as, as you guys know, that's kind of, that's kind of a cheat code for me. I just, I, I just like British accents in Jamaican <laughs> accents. Um, then we get I'm British, <laughs> which just keeping it on with these, with these titles. You know, he starts off saying, this is what my culture is like. And then at the end going like, yeah, sorry, we've been kind of shitty to other people's cultures. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, I appreciate that. I, I accept that, you know, and it's pretty cool. Like also just being like, all right, if you're in hip hop, you got to address some sort of racial things that are going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and so like that's his version of that because we all know fucking art from, you know, this time as far as England was concerned, was super fucking racist. Mm. So, you know, like, that's kind of his reckoning with that. I thought that was pretty cool. And you get O. Jeffrey, <laughs> which is about his chimpanzee servant. This is where things sort of go like, oh, <laughs> like, this is just going to go into weird fucking places. And I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I enjoyed it. It's so funny. Actually, um, I hate to spoil what uh, the next album review that we're doing is going gonna, is gonna to be like, but... I found it fascinating that listening to this album, despite the fact that it used, like, you know, old samples of, um, of, uh, you know, classic, like, you know, those old phonograph 20s records, like, this album sounded more up-to-date than the album that we're about to review after this. Can, can, can I just say that much? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Then you get, uh, uh, oh, you remind me of a car. <laughs> Yo, that was my favorite shit. Like, dude, oh my God. This is his, this is his romantic love song. You know, the, the song for the ladies, you know. And he decides to come in. <laughs> and he's like, you make me want to do things, special things. Things that no man has ever done with a woman. Because she wouldn't let him. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And then he goes, what does he say? He ends it where he's like, he talks about like how much he loves her and all this stuff. And he goes like, I like you like kids like mittens. Like cats like kittens. Like rappers like spitting. Without you I'd flare like a whale out of water. So baby, please lift that restraining order. And then the ending is just like, him going like, you know, I... I mean, it, it would be a lot better if I could be closer to you. I, I'm doing this all through a megaphone right now. It's, it's just not romantic. It's not as intimate. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck? So, yeah, that was just... I, it was just crazy, and I, I just enjoyed the shit out of how just, like, out of left field the humor is, you know? Mm. Animal ice cream! Yo, if you thought the last song was fucking bonkers... <laughs> This song is literally, like, because, you know, the first time you listen to a song, you're not really, uh, like, for me, I'm not really paying attention to it. I'm just hearing how it hits me. And it was like, oh, yeah, it's about animal ice cream, like, you know, uh, ice cream in the shape of animals or some shit. I don't know. Right. And then I listened to it again, and I'm like, oh, oh, the animals are the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> the animals are literally in the ice cream. I was like, what the fuck? Who comes up with this shit? So I was like, holy fuck. Um, so, you know, just props on that. Like, one thing you can't say is that this dude doesn't have topics. It, yeah. <laughs> it does not get repetitive at all. Uh, in fact, the next, like, the next couple of songs, as a matter of fact, one of them's about building a robot after his girlfriend left, because, you know, there's the steam, uh, steampunk angle. 
you know, it's about building a girlfriend that ends up building herself a boyfriend that leaves him. (laughs) (laughs) And then the great race, which is about literally like, you know, them racing uh, zeppelins or whatever the fuck or or biplanes or some shit. Yeah, yeah. And then you get a hat full of sunshine, which is just the sort of it's sort of like this is like. I could imagine this being like a lead single, you yeah. know, because it's like it's mm-hmm. not directly about any of the weirder shit, but it's just sort of like, oh, it works within the context. It's nice and breezy. It uses an old school sample, but in a way that's uh, like acclimating to, you know, modern sensibilities. I, and, and so I really dug that one. Um, then everything stops for tea. Because, just in case you forgot how British this motherfucker is. <laughs> As to take a step back and remind you, yeah. I don't even think I need to explain what this song is about. Mm. <laughs> I think it's a British guy saying, everything stops for tea. <laughs> no need to explain further. Uh, but yeah, it's all dope. The only song that I thought was whack, like, that was just like, I, I just don't ever need to hear this again, was fucking, uh, this is my horse, show me yours. That was incredibly pointless. Yeah, and it was I just don't like, know why that needed to be there. Yeah, it's just like I mean, like horses aren't even like a nineteenth century thing. Like they're they're still around. I don't like what, like what's the joke supposed to be? You right. know, and his his like. Like, it just feels kind of, like, his lyricism is just really weak here. Like, a lot of the songs, he's actually really dope as a rapper. Um, and I actually really like his voice. Like, as a British uh, rapper, like, a lot of a lot of cats, like, they kind of lose me with their accents, with the way they rap. But he really kind of, you know, his voice is, flows well enough that it works. It's too goofy. Like, it doesn't go anywhere. It's just the fact that he has a horse is the joke. And it's just like, uh, okay, that's not, that's not funny. Like, there's no... It doesn't go anywhere, and it's only like a minute and a half, so it's just like, what was the point of this, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was the one low point that needed to be cut off. But other than that, I fully enjoy this. Like, I can imagine listening to parts of this album again. It's it's a dope project. I like The Attic, uh, even though it, it was just sort of like weirdness for weirdness' sake. You know, you can kind of get the feeling of... Like, cause, uh, like it didn't really make any sense, but it was just cool, kind of cool creepy imagery you know about like going up in his uh up in his old lab uh his lab in his attic because the idea is you know going back to the steampunk theme and just like going through all the inventions that he uh that he that weren't perfect and uh you know but so he keeps them up in the attic so that they don't attack anybody but he sends someone up to go get something and they never really explain what it is, so it's just kind of like, all right, it's just kind of like weird for the sake of weird. But you know, it's enjoyable all the same. Um, and then you have the duel, which is so cool—the duel between the old school uh, Mister B, the Gentleman Driver, and uh, and Professor Elemental. Dude, that shit was just dope, bro. Whereas like the first two minutes, they're just going at each other, and then finally, he's like, all right, that gets my dander up. Give me a beat, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> they start rapping dude this shit is so nice man like I, I i urge anyone to go check this out this is just dope fucking music like fascinating just interesting concepts it's just so cool so i it gets a, a four out of five for me for me almost right away i was suffering from uh dan bull flashbacks uh, i get that which only because and for right away he uh, for those who don't remember our Dan Bull uh, review, there was a song or two on his album where, like, he put on a British accent 
and did a couple songs in it. Like old school sort of British accent, yeah. Right, right, right. And at first I was like, you know, like I know this guy isn't putting on an accent. Like this actually is, you know, he he is who he says he is. Um, so I'm going to say right off the bat, I did end up enjoying this more than Dan Bull. Um, <laughs> for me personally, the charm of the album, though, um, it came in waves. It took a couple songs for me to get into it. Like, I was into the first couple songs. I thought they were cool. They didn't really grab me or hit me, uh, per se, um, but then after a couple songs, it kind of wore off for me, uh, right around the point of, um, like, I'm British as a concept, I thought could have been explored more, like, I think it was kind of face value, and a lot of kind of, like, typical, like, stereotypical stuff, and if it was more, like, more kind of obscure things that maybe only British people would get, like, oh, yeah, I know that feeling, you know, but most of it kind of felt like it was kind of dumbed down, I guess, for, like, an American audience. But right around the time of O. Jeffrey was where I kind of started to get dull, uh, bored of it. The characters themselves kind of wore thin for me. Like, I kind of stopped caring about this whole character he had going on and the monkey butler and all of that. Um, o. Jeffrey, for me, was probably one of the weaker ones because it was the first point in the album where I just kind of wanted to punch out. Um... You Remind Me of a Car um, was, for me, the first point of the album where I thought he consciously went for a type of joke. Because up until this point, I'm, go I'm just going to go ahead and say this, I think it like appealed to our senses of humor different. I didn't really find this album that funny. Like I knew he was trying to be, obviously. It just wasn't hitting me as hard. Um, you Remind Me of a Car, the joke was, you know, he's, he's stalking this person. Uh... Animal Ice Cream was when the album finally started to pick up speed for me. Um, I didn't like the beginning. I thought the beginning was dumb. But it starts out kind of with him just going like, ice cream, delicious ice cream. And I'm like, so is this going to be the whole thing or what? Because <laughs> it goes on for a little bit. And I'm like, all yeah. right. But then finally he gets into the thing and, you know, the animals being in the ice cream, which was a, a dark turn, which I wasn't expecting. And I appreciated that. <laughs> It's like, this doesn't even have anything to do with 19th century culture. This is just putting animals in ice cream. This is just him being fucking weird. Yeah, exactly. So long, Sally. I, th I thought the uh, the concept was interesting. I thought it ended up uh, a little weak as to what I was expecting it to be. Uh, the, great, the Great Race, though, might be my favorite song on the album. Because it was the most fun, in my opinion. It had such, like, a different... It was more upbeat, definitely. A song that is just taking place during a race is just such a just an interesting concept to me. And the fact that, like, he's taking on these other people in planes, and it cuts back to a narrator who is, like, calling the play-by-play. -play, and he's just calling as Professor Elemental is, like, shooting down the other planes. Like, that was really <laughs> cool. And I actually didn't even mind the ending where, spoiler alert, fucking Jeffrey ends up <laughs> fucking ruining his race. And he's just like, he's like, Jeffrey, I had it won. I could have won one thing in my whole damned life. <laughs> like, I thought that was pretty fun. Um, the, Zepp the Zeppelin steeplechase follow-up uh, was a nice chaser. 
Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it ran a little too long to be an interlude. Like, yeah, I liked yeah, the beat, too, and bit. it was fun, but it went on for too long. Um, Hat Full of Sunshine is a runner-up, as far, in, in my opinion, of uh, best song on the album. It was a delight. Yeah. It was extremely upbeat and very, like, positive in its tone, but not corny. Like, it never went over that line of, like, you know, saccharine, or like, ugh, well, right, we get it. Like, it was just kind of like an upbeat, bouncy, happy song. Then we get another interlude. So we get a a one-track sandwiched between two interludes, and I I thought that was odd. Uh, Everything Stops for Tea was cool. Uh, I completely agree that This Is My Horse was totally pointless and didn't need to be there. Then another interlude... (laughs) And I was just like, why the fuck were these on the first half of the album? Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, you're hitting me with these skits or interludes that... It's like, what the hell are they doing here? Um, I liked the duel. It had a very uh, epic rap battles of history feel uh, to it. Um, so, overall, I would say that uh, it started off kind of weak, picked up, then, you know, it kind of... Uh, held on to that momentum uh, through the end. Um, I appreciated the occasional record scratching, like there was mixing going on in some of these tracks, but I also kind of felt like it was just there to fill time. Like, it didn't feel like it needed to be there. It kind of took me out of it, honestly, because you're going for this aesthetic of like a time traveler and all this like old-timey music or whatever, But then it's like, yeah, on a couple tracks we got mixing, though. And in those cases, it's really just, like, sampling clips of him from earlier in the song. So it didn't really add anything, in my opinion. Uh, So overall, I would give it a three. Um, It was enjoyable. I don't know if I would be revisiting it, though. And the second album we had lined up... You're going to have to remind me the artist names and the name of the <laughs> album because I already forgot. Dan Lassac versus mm. Scroobius Pip with the album entitled Repent, Replenish, Repeat with a lion and a panda vomiting food together requested by your boy Francis McCormick. You know him, you love him. <laughs> quite a mouthful uh, <laughs> speaking of which this album cover <laughs> oh yeah so Jesus did Christ is disgusting did you get a feel that it was versus at any point yeah no not at all <laughs> why fact, would you name it that <laughs> who is Dan Lassac I don't think that guy raps at all Daniel Stevens aka Dan Lassac he's the uh, production programming keyboard guitars and backing vocals and uh, Scroobius Pip does uh does all the rapping so yeah it's kind of like how we had done um what was it open mike eagle and paul wright like it's it's like they're getting they're both getting top billing but only one of them is actually doing the rapping almost like icp how we talk about yeah it's icp but most of the time it's just violent J, and you got fucking shaggy chiming in every so often yeah but what like why call it Verses, like I don't understand. 
Like, I don't, because that is not a thing that happens at all. It's not like, oh, I'm going to be a better rapper, and you're trying to be, like, the, you know, who's trying to take attention away from who, you know? What if there was a track like that, where, like, all of a sudden the rapper's doing his shit right, and <laughs> then, it, then it, like, breaks down, and the fucking, like, the, the producer is just, like, bringing in all these crazy beats, and he's, like, trying to upstage. That would be pretty cool as a concept. And the rapper's like, hey, 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 hey. Chill out, you know, like like he's like he's mixing too fast, and the rapper can't <laughs> rap to it. But yeah. then finally, the rapper actually like does pick up, and he does get the pace. Ah, uh, oh, that's that, that sounds like an epic song. I want to hear that now. <laughs> that's, that's way too high concept <laughs> uh, for this. Yeah, um, yeah, I wasn't too bowled over uh, by this album either. Unfortunately, like I thought it was all right. You know, I'm not gonna hate on it too much, but. I don't know, man. Like, I guess after hearing Professor Elemental, um, I, I, I wore tired of the British rapper Cadence, which is kind of a thing that comes up every so often. Um, I don't, I don't have a problem with the voices, even though at times it makes it a little hard to, uh, to figure out what is being said exactly, but that's what fucking genius is for. Things didn't stick with me as much. On this album, and maybe that's be you know that might be unfair to say, compared to fucking over the top, like throwing everything out of his bag of tricks. Yeah, in comparison, it's kind of it's kind of a step down. Yeah, um, but overall, I thought it was a decent album. Um, what were your uh, thoughts of replent, replenish, repeat? So I-, I went into this album the first time I heard it. Like I said. I was, like, listening to this production, I was like, this sounds like, like, early 2000 industrial sort of, like, like, we've already done this, and I don't, I'm not gonna lie, I don't really like that sound that much, you know, that sort of, like, just, like, noise really loud sort of thing, like, that, that has to have a purpose, you know, that can't just be every song sounds like this, you know, because it gets really monotonous really fast, because it's too much crunch coming at you, you know what I'm saying? Um, so that, that was sort of against its, uh against it for me um but but then i was listening to like so the first time i listened to it it kind of didn't have me and the second time i was like oh all right his rhymes are on point you know it was like he, he's kind of a he's kind of a dope writer at a lot of points his his cockney accent i think uh also sort of like undermined his uh lyricism for me so like maybe if you're a british person you'd be into this a little bit more but for me, I felt like here, specifically, it was harder for me to get into him. And it wasn't helped by the fact that the the beats were also very crunchy, you know? So there was just a lot sort of taking away from, like, my ability to enjoy it. It was like I had to enjoy it against what my ears were telling me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, because it was just like, all right, he is a dope rapper. I see what he's doing here, and I see what he's doing there. You know what I'm saying? Um... Especially, you know, at the first song, Stunner, which is about, um, which is about, you know, love and relationships. Uh, his choruses are a little wonky, a little clunky. Like, he's like, I ain't saying you're perfect, but you're really, really good. <laughs> like, 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 that's, that's, that's a childish, like a child writes that. I thought that was going to end up being like a joke, but yeah, it, the, yeah. the joke never came. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. One of those things. Um, 
Then Night Bus Sleepers was uh, kind of cool, just thinking about, like, you know, people who, you know, come back from late nights in big cities and, you know, just... It just sort of contemplates the imagery and the, the realities of all of those peoples. You know, the losers, the whores, the the this, the that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I thought that was kind of cool. Then you have the... Uh, there's two songs on here where it's just sort of like a slam poetry sort of thing happening. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. I, I, I enjoyed both of them, actually. I thought they were kind of dope. Uh, the second one felt a little like... I'm so cool. You're gonna care about me. One day you'll see. And I was just like, eh. like to do this, like you know, if you do like the style of slam poetry, it's gotta sound like something intense is happening. And the only thing that's happening here is like, I'm gonna get really rich and famous. You'll see. <laughs> and it's just like, well, all right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and for that to be the last track, it just felt kind of like, meh. You know, like, because it didn't sound like, oh, I'm going to prove my teachers and my parents and all those people wrong. It's not like he was just talking about an ex-girlfriend. It's just like, well, alright, well, this isn't really, this doesn't deserve this, you know? Yeah. Like, um, half halfway through, I just went, okay. Yeah! <laughs> like, I don't fucking care, dude. Like, what the hell is this, like angsty like yeah like you you fucking put it exactly what it is you summed up the whole thing i'll be real i'll be cool one day you'll see then you'll feel really bad that you left it's like okay does this need to be five and a half minutes of of just like shouting (laughs) like man i don't know i wanted to like this and i didn't really mind the production as much um like, it wasn't too abrasive for me. I actually appreciated how it kind of had a, uh, like, a more of an organic instrumentation feel than most uh, rap albums tend to have. Like, it actually, I wouldn't have been surprised to find out that there actually were just, like, live instrumentation uh, for some of these. But most of these songs are really fucking weak, which is sad because, like you had mentioned earlier, he's really good at... Uh, evoking imagery, painting pictures, um, with these songs telling stories. Terminal, uh, the first track that's a, uh, more of, like, slam poetry, that track, like, that actually made me stop and pay attention because, because of the story it was telling. I don't want to go too much into it, but, um, I thought that was a really great track. Um, other than that, though, his choruses, like, on Heroism... Hera, 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 heroism. <laughs> like, all right, dude. Stop it. That's kind of, yeah. Uh, Porter, which in theory uh, was a pretty cool idea. Yeah, it's a cool concept. Like, people in a mental hospi- uh, hospital or uh, are, are like these characters from, um, from uh, classical literature and shit. This girl's named Alice, and she holds tea parties and then the next one is like this girl is away from kansas and she wants to go home and then the third one was uh wendy from uh from peter pan i thought that was a pretty cool concept but just none of the tracks i'll agree really dope rapper i liked his flows all of that i liked the rhyme schemes all that was great but just nothing he was really saying particularly stuck with me or made me take note but see i think i think the production was partially responsible for that the production and his voice in a way because you you lose 
Like, it doesn't matter how good the story is. If you can't present it in a well that in a way that's clear and able to be absorbed, you lose the story, you know? Uh, Kickstarter, while I don't know if it has anything to do with Kickstarter, did it? Like, the actual website? Maybe this album was funded by Kickstarter, and it's sort of like... I don't know. That's what that's what I kind of got, because the song's really about, like, touring and how relationships are affected and how, like... Oh, thanks to this guy. He's a dick, but we work with him now. So, you know, it's just like relationships with people and how things turn out. I was like, all right, that's kind of cool. I liked the music on Kickstarter. Like, it was almost like a, it was almost like rap on punk music. I mm. thought that was pretty interesting. Um, Stiff Upper Lip. That was really sort of the, 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 the big change. <laughs> yeah, because Stiff Upper Lip, which again... Second to last track, which is a shame <laughs> that it's right at the end before the track you're not even going to want to listen to the whole thing of <laughs> not exactly what I wanted I'm British to be, but more or less like this track, Stiff Upper Lip, is a uh, a reference to something particularly British that I myself wasn't really aware of, but the, the, that there's a uh, stiff upper lip mentality that is uh, prominent in the monarchy and just the way that British uh, royalty kind of uh, carry themselves. Like, this doesn't get to me, uh, you know, show no emotion, which, to where it was actually that just in, I think it was April, the prince actually, like, spoke out and was like, nah, this shit has got to fucking go. Like, there's nothing wrong with showing emotion and expressing yourself. Like, this needs to be a thing. And speaking out in favor of mental awareness and mental health and actually did, like, a live stream with Lady Gaga to promote it and all this shit. So when I hear this song, it's like, stiff upper lip, uh, fuck that. And it's like, wow, okay. Like, it really is like, it's almost like what I, what prop, uh, what I wish Prophets of Rage was. Gold teeth, again, cool concept. The execution was shit, though, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm guessing this is the featured vocalist is saying, uh, rappers want to wear bling so they can look pretty. And it's like, yeah. okay. And? Like, <laughs> I wasn't sure where they were going with that, because halfway through, okay, maybe this is a song about, you know, these rappers want to wear bling so they can so they can feel pretty. They might not want to tell you that because that doesn't really match with the image of being, you know, like a rapper or whatever, but there's nothing wrong with it, and this kind of goes along with that. But that's not the message that's conveyed, because halfway through, one of the uh, the rapper just goes like, hey, you're wearing something my little sister wears or whatever, and it's like, oh, so are you trying to demonize it? Like, where are you coming from? Here, I wasn't sure what the attitude was. Like, is this a place of bling is okay for this, or this is why we don't wear it? So I wasn't sure where they were coming from, but overall, I just didn't care for that song at all. I would probably, gut instinct, say a three, but I think that's too generous almost. Like, I didn't enjoy it that much. Like, I'm not going to go back to it. Originally, I was going to give it like a three and a half. Because, like I said, like, stiff upper lip... You know, some of the concepts are really cool, but like you said, it's just like, but at the end of the day, are you going to listen to this again? And I'm not sure if that's the truth, you know? Would you go out of your way to listen to a Scroopius Pip uh, project without uh, Dan Lissac production? 
Maybe with different production, it would work. Maybe. Mm. So maybe that maybe that's what he's got going for him. It's just like it just does, the production just doesn't meld in the way that for me that I think that they want it to for for a listener. You know. Well, folks, that about does it for the first episode of the Going Off podcast for 2018 and gonads in full effect. We ain't got no time to rest. We are coming straight forward, full speed ahead. And like I said earlier, if there's an album that you want to request to be reviewed on the Going Off podcast, just check out our Patreons for all the details. That's patreon.com slash rapcritic or patreon.com slash muse. Until next time, follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Check out our Patreon. See if anything on there um, strikes your fancy, anything jumps out at you. We got perks relatively cheap. You know, some other ones are a bit higher up there, obviously. But you'd be surprised the quality content you can get for um, not that much. Just help out your fellow man on the internet because these, uh, these times are hard. Meanwhile, goddamn whoever the fuck, Logan, whoever the fuck, is getting millions of dollars being a fucking sociopath. And YouTube is only going to get harder because what happened after PewDiePie? Fucking lost advertisers. Yep, so something's gonna happen. Yeah, there's gonna be another thing that's gonna happen. Maybe like, if you use the word body, like, you know what I mean? It's just gonna make it even harder for innocent people to make fucking money. And what sucks is that, oh, Logan Paul, he's gonna be just fine. Like, nothing's actually gonna Oh, yeah, this isn't gonna, gonna affect happen. him at all. Yeah, unless we see tomorrow, Logan Paul has been fired from YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, this isn't going to affect him. What's going to happen is it's going to be a whole bunch of laws that affect people who actually need this shit to pay their bills, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is why Patreon is so important. And luckily, Patreon listens to people, unlike YouTube. Yeah, and, exactly. And uh, didn't fuck over the artists on their, uh, on their platform. So you don't got to worry about the fees and all that shit. Nothing changed there, luckily. But until next week... For the Going Off Podcast, I'm Muse. And I'm the Rap Critic. Happy New Year! Bitch.